0: Welcome to the Daily Standard Podcast. I'm Eric Felton. Today we're going to talk with Ethan Epstein, Associate Editor of the Weekly Standard, about the developments in North Korea. But first, let me mention that the Daily Standard Podcast is brought to you by the Dollar Shave Club. Stop spending a fortune on gimmicky shave technology you don't need. Make the smarter choice by joining the Dollar Shave Club. Daily Standard listeners can get their first month for just $5 with free shipping. Just go to dollarshaveclub.com slash weeklystandard. All right. Now on to the serious business. Ethan Epstein, welcome to the Daily Standard podcast. Thank you very much. So the latest news, it seems, unless there's been even more latest news since I walked into the studio, is that uh, the, the Washington Post is reporting that North Korea has miniaturized nuclear devices such that they will fit on one of the missiles that they've been launching.
1: Yes. I mean, this is one of those um, news stories that has sort of moved slowly, but on a very recognizable trajectory. So we've been anticipating this would happen now for years. And apparently, if the intelligence sources at The Washington Post have are correct, uh, uh, it's been achieved. So North Korea is now not not just a nuclear armed state, but a nuclear armed state that will
0: very shortly have the capability of launching attacks on the mainland of the United States. And it's also a country that likes to, at least its leader, likes to threaten doing just that.
1: He does. And I, I also think um, that it's high time, for example, that we stop calling these missile launches tests. That They're not tests. We, they know that the missiles work. They're threats. I mean, they're firing off missiles as threats. And I think that is as much of a, of a threat as the sort of brazen, bellicose statements that we get out of their state media as well. So, so yes, this is a regime that has never shied away from uh, making it known that, it, that it's willing to attack. So what
0: is the U.S. strategy at this point look like?
1: Uh, Yeah, closing the barn door now that the horse has escaped, unfortunately. Um,
0: It's easy to get everybody to, to agree on sanctions after the point at which sanctions will do nothing.
1: That's exactly right. So if the sanctions were designed to curtail, to halt, to even retard the progress of the nuclear program, they've manifestly failed. That being said, we've... The UN uh, Security Council unanimously approved a set of pretty tough sanctions on North Korean exports over the weekend, which, if they're actually fully implemented, which is a huge if, would shave about a third of North Korea's export revenues um, off of its uh, books. So that, I mean, that would do something. What it would not do is stop North Korea from being a nuclear power. They are. I mean, this, uh, so the strategy now, I think, it might not be too little, but it, it looks too late. So what's China's game
0: in all this?
1: Well, I mean, the conventional answer is that China appreciates having a buffer state in North Korea, it doesn't want a unified Korean peninsula that would be allied with the United States. Um, I think uh, there are also sort of ideological reasons, you know, they're this brotherhood of communism. They've enjoyed a close friendship for decades now. Um, but I also think that and uh, actually, I saw John Bolton made this point recently, which China could be persuaded to accept a unified Korean peninsula, though, of course, we'd need to do certain things like guarantee that there wouldn't be U.S. troops in a unified Korea. I happen to think that deal would be worth it. If, if that meant ending the regime, why would we even need U.S. troops there in the first place? So I think uh, China could be made to see its way towards a better outcome than what we've got.
0: Although it always seems as though China positioning itself as the broker that you have to deal with mm. to deal with North Korea... Um, that there are advantages for China from North Korea becoming more of a threat. I think that's right. I mean, it gives China a lot of
1: leverage over not just the United States, but its neighbors as well, Japan, South Korea, um, you know, the whole Pacific Rim. China wants to act the part of the kingmaker in this situation. And as much as we have leverage over China and certain things, they they can actually extract things from us because we're so concerned about the North Korea threat in a way that they're not as well.
0: What are the ramifications, though, if, if because of this threat, the Japanese decide to pursue nuclear ambitions of their own, and then there are ramifications there which the anti-Japanese nationalism in China becomes inflamed at japan developing nuclear weapons yeah no that's that's a serious concern I, I i don't think in the near
1: future japan is going to go nuclear i mean they they legally can't in their own constitution they would also they would be they would have to withdraw from the npt they would basically become a, a rogue state were they to do that however if they get paranoid paranoid's not the word i Frightened enough for their own survival, it's it's obviously a possibility in the medium to long term. And in fact, in South Korea, they're they're seriously not talking about their own nuclear program, but about asking the United States to redeploy our own tactical nukes there, which we used to do. Uh, the conservative party there has basically been openly calling for that at this point. So that, of course, you're quite right, leads to fears of proliferation all over, uh, all over Asia. It's similar to what people worry about happening in the Middle East. Should Iran become nuclear then? Well, then Saudi
0: Arabia is going to want
1: nuclear weapons and the whole thing spirals into a really sticky and unpleasant
0: situation. So sticky, unpleasant situation. Does the U.S. have anything that resembles a strategy for any of those particular problems? Um, if they do, they're they're keeping it close to the vest. Uh,
1: sanctions are obviously part of it, uh, and the Secretary of State Tillerson and even um, even our UN Ambassador Nikki Haley has suggested that at some point they would like to pursue dialogue with North Korea. However, the conditions that they want uh, are not going to be fulfilled. To even uh, the conditions they want to even have a conversation are not going to be fulfilled. They want a, for example, a halt to the development of the missiles before there's even a conversation. And therefore, there's not going to be a conversation because North Korea, look, they made the strategic decision that they that they are going to become a nuclear armed state. That was, in their view, the only way to ensure the survival of their regime. I think they were right. I think they made the right strategic decision. And we're left with a handful of bad options.
0: Now there's the question of what options are US what US strategy is, but here's your opportunity to win your Nobel Peace Prize or or maybe a Bismarck War Prize or something, which is what's the Ethan Epstein solution? Uh I'd say two two things here. One, we
1: have to figure out a way to get China to halt energy exports into North Korea. That's the big kahuna. There are no fossil fuels in the Korean peninsula. Uh, North Korea is almost How about nuclear power. <laughs> yeah, Right. Exactly. Uh, North Korea is entirely reliant on pet, you know, petroleum uh, imports from China. That would do a lot. The, the big thing, though, is we have to create we have to find a way to separate the North Korean people from their awful regime. So I don't know. You know, we're obviously we've tried and that hasn't really worked. But something that can foment a bottom up. Uh, change of regime there—that's
0: the best case scenario. Um, but that's asking desperate, starving people to mount a, a rebellion.
1: That's right. And as as I'm sure the North Korean leadership knows, people that are that destitute don't rebel because they're more concerned about literally finding food the next day. It's only when you allow your population to become a little richer, a little more comfortable that they, you know, well they do if you're in the military. Okay, so that's the hope. It's, we're, pro- we're probably not going to get it from the streets, but look, he's Kim Jong-un has been so brutal in his, in his rule towards the elites that he's definitely created a lot of enemies at the higher ranks of society there, including in the military. So barring a uh, Jacobin revolution, which I think is unlikely, a more possible situation is some sort of coup coming from the high level, so that could happen too and let's hope
0: that's ethan epstein's magic scenario <laughs> hope for a coup i'll
1: see you in uh, is it i'll see you in stockholm to accept my prize <laughs> next summer yeah
0: ethan epstein associate editor of the weekly standard thanks for joining us on the daily standard podcast thank you support for the daily standard podcast comes from the dollar shave club the smarter choice you get a great shave at a great price conveniently delivered right to your door it's a no-brainer You don't have to schlep to the store and try to get the razors out of those little plastic safes they are always locked behind. No cheap disposable razors that give you a cheap shave, and you don't spend a fortune on 14-blade razors with magic lubrication strips or other gimmicky shave technology. It's just a great razor paired with Dr. Carver's Shave Butter for a smooth, gentle shave. Listeners of the Daily Standard podcast can make this smarter choice by joining Dollar Shave Club. New members get their first month of the Executive Razor with a tube of Dr. Carver's Shave Butter for only $5 with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a $15 value for only $5. In your first month box, you get a weighty handle, a cassette of four razor cartridges, and a tube of shave butter. After your first month, replacement cartridges ship automatically at their regular price. There are no hidden fees and no commitments. Cancel anytime you like. For this exclusive offer, go to dollarshaveclub.com/weeklystandard. That's it for today's Daily Standard podcast. Be sure to tune into our podcasts throughout the week. Just go to iTunes or Google Play for a free subscription, or go to our website, weeklystandard.com. I'm Eric Felton. Thanks for listening.